If you're a business owner or senior manager, you probably had more than enough about all the wonderful opportunities awaiting you in the era of digitalization. Whether it is big data, cloud, data science, or whatever buzzword is currently trendy. If you would like to hear someone dissecting these claims and showing you what it actually takes to improve business processes, you're in the right place. This is Between Data and Risk, where we discuss real-life examples of what works and what doesn't in the world of business operations. Hello, I'm Artur Goya, Cognition Shared Solutions Chief Risk Officer, uh, and with me is my co-host, your friendly neighborhood data guy, Dr. Marian Siviak. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the third episode of Between Data and Risk. Uh, today we'll be talking about nurturing new businesses and startups into viable enterprises. And we're excited to have with us our guest, Yu Chen Chan, who is the founder and managing member of Redpoint Holdings LLC and has agreed to share some of his experiences with us. Hello, Yu Chen. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, so, Yuchen, let's let's start with a question uh, to you, a hypothetical question. Let's assume that we have a, a business, a startup. We have this brilliant idea, and we come to you uh, to present it, to pitch it. Uh, what would be what would you be looking for in the idea and in the team to to give you a hint whether it's a viable idea, viable business, uh, and whether it has any chance of success? Well, first of all, I would um, ask myself. Is it a business that um, I can understand, first of all? Uh, if it is something um, that is relevant within my realm of knowledge, and they are, uh, you know, uh, a set of uh, founders who I can relate to, because why would I spend time chatting with strangers uh, about their viability of business? Um, that's that's question number one. Um, and if it's you know if it's something where I think I can add value both to my own intellectual uh, uh, curiosity as well as uh, maybe understanding a little bit more where uh, this company wants to take it right so that's that that's the beginning of uh, every nice uh, conversation i would say so you wouldn't uh, if the, the the first kind of uh, is is not 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 to not to present any ideas that are otherworldly or or Kind of strange, Un unless in, in un un unless they fall into Yuchen's uh, area of expertise, even if they are otherworldly. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 and, uh, and you know my area of expertise is not large by any means, right? <laughs> so so no no let let's take this idea. Um, somebody comes to me and they say um, we've started um, this business and it completely completely is an extension of my 20 years of uh, corporate experience and um and would you you know i'll buy your coffee you don't have to pay your coffee and we since we are old uh, friends old acquaintances would you uh, mind sharing uh, your first initial thoughts i said of course 
Yeah, that's a whole different uh, question. And, and my answer would be, of course. So in this particular case, um, you can either start by giving me um, as many uh, data points as possible and, you know, try to fill in my knowledge level, so to say. And um, I will, um, I normally, after that, it's, you know, um, you guys need to talk to <laughs> tech stars. You, need, you guys need to talk to so-and-so or uh, first of all, write your business plan. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I, write your business. I guess not many people actually do that. You'll be surprised. So write your business plan as if your life depends on it. Um, and I'm more than happy to prick holes in your business plan because I think that is definitely in my realm of expertise. Um, and then. Um, you can find yourself another uh, victim to uh, to uh, go through uh, your business plan and see what the second feedback around it. I, I would like, if you if you allow, uh, specify a question a bit. We are very much interested in business operations, in uh, like the inner workings. We focus on business processes. We understand that when there is a startup idea coming to you. Uh, they don't probably have, you know, established processes where they can just give you like this big folder of printouts and say, okay, this is our, you know, documentation. But like, you know, uh, how do you, I, we are, our audience is probably not going to pitch anytime soon, but it might be pitched too. So the question is, uh, what, what red flags around, let's say, operations or the way people talk about running their business or are there any questions you, 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 you ask them to understand if they can actually execute? Because one, 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 one thing is an idea for a startup. So let's make a time-traveling machine. Yes, and we know how to do it. And another one is to actually make it happen. Like, I understand you need to have some backgrounds in physics and stuff like that, probably. I don't know. Maybe science fiction literature PhD is, is sufficient. Uh, but the, the idea is how do you, I don't know, acid test uh, if these guys can actually deliver anything? Or is it imp even important to you? Of course it's important. It's just, um, first of all, so I currently reside in the United States and it's a huge cultural uh, significance. Um, if you deal with a startup uh, founders who are American, who are used to operate in the United States versus let's say um, PhDs from Central Europe versus uh, entrepreneurs or corporate warriors with 20 years of experience from Northwest Europe. So what I'm trying to say is, um, if you listen to an American startup, they will say everything is bright, shiny, and awesome. <laughs> everything is 
amazing. And that track record is amazing, even if they only have two years of uh, corporate expertise before they uh, broke out into their own um, entrepreneurship. Whereas I think uh, from a cultural point of view, some other cultures specifically in the area that I uh, uh, mentioned, you would rather have, uh, well, I only have 22 years of uh, a, a corporate experience. And before that, I only did my PhD, you know, in a, in a subcategory of this space. Um, so I, I, I think my background is uh, sufficient and my business plan, we only had it looked at uh, by three sources. And yeah, I think we can make it work. I think we have a good head start. Uh, I think we are solid <laughs> ground, whereas the other pitch is already like uh, super extravagantly exaggerated, you see? So you need to recognize, first of all, um, who you're dealing with. And uh, as, as one of my opening uh, uh, comments, um, I honestly think that if somebody starts a business as an extension um, of their core knowledge. I th mm -hmm. One, so the founders are uh, 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 credible. I want you to make that word as a, one of the key words that, that yeah, that is uh, credibility. And second of all, is there going to demand for whatever you're going to offer, right? Um, and that question um, is predominantly, first of all, to be answered by the people who are pitching this idea. And um, <laughs> and now the, the, the funny exaggeration of the North Americans versus a somber uh, a sober looking uh, European is going to differ, right? So if I'm going to walk away after the 20 minutes of pitch and uh, the two PhDs from Northwestern Europe says, you know, we think we can make it work. Uh, we're only trying to uh, raise uh, 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 $500,000 uh, and the other party uh, uh, late 20s with the uh, let's say, uh, Stanford degrees, but with 18 months of corporate uh, experience, but otherwise um, uh, a very colorful resume. It says, we are ready to rock and roll. We got, we got the world by its you know, um, crown jewels. And, 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 and this market is just so ripe for disruption. You know, you go home and you're really going to think like, oh, where shall I put my money? I see. Uh, I think so, uh, in your in your experience, uh, in your experience, not you know, with working with startups, what was the the, the craziest idea that you were ever presented with? I know you've 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 told me some when we spoke before. You so, told so, me so, some, so, some so, pretty pretty interesting stories. So so, so gentlemen, um, let's not first of all uh, put me on the same pedestal as uh, Andres Horowitz or anybody. Yeah, my portfolio, <laughs> I have. Uh, I have 14 uh, uh, private investments. Um, I've enjoyed going to loads of um, um, what they in America here, they call uh, uh, presentation days from those incubators. 
and um, I've had my fair share of um, um, pitches thrown at me, okay? So the craziest one, I have not prepared for this question, Arthur. Um, I would say, and maybe it's because it's one of the most recent ones, it's um, dog toys. <laughs> so um, I, I thought you'd, you'd, you'd bring up this because I, I thought it was pretty interesting when you told this to me uh, before. Yeah. So um, I think I'd like to use that, obviously, anonymous. I won't mention the name of, 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 of that person. Of course. Um, unless you I want believe, to praise them. Uh, unless, unless I you do want, want to praise them. So yeah, I do we, want to praise them. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't mind, you know, speaking aloud good things about people. We try to hush out if we are complaining. But if you feel like, like, like uh, you know, letting the, the word out, please feel free to do so. Yes, Mar Marian. I, I grew up in Northwestern Europe. Any any praise can very easily spoil a person. Uh, spoil into complaining. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> Ivy League uh, 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 graduation, uh, late twenties person. Um, before he started this particular company, he, according to his deck has um, 20 patents under his name and that's how he basically uh, uh, finances his uh, life as an entrepreneur he drove a very nice car you know uh, a car that uh, a nice car um and um the idea uh, um, i mean he has computer science background and mechanical engineering a combination of that from ivy league so uh, very pleasant uh, person super bubbly anyways um dog toys so uh, not only just any dog toy no it's a dog toy made out of uh, super advanced materials um, in which you can put dog snacks in that will guarantee the owner x amount of time of uh, peace and rest because the dog will be uh, busy chewing on that toy in order to get the uh, um, snack out for a guaranteed minimum amount of time so as a dog owner i'm already sold <laughs> so your 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 dog Arthur your dog Arthur if i remember correctly chew chewed through the fireman's hose uh, so I'm not sure. I, I think he would be a good beta tester for it. <laughs> yeah, it only 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 costs you a minimum investment of fifty thousand to get a better product, Arthur. I can connect you up. Uh, so um, and then um, you know during my meeting um, and 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 and. My first meetings, I always and maybe this is this is an interesting point. I always encourage them not to try to walk me through the pitch book. I mean, you have me half a meter distance from you. You know, try really try to capture the moment of what really um, makes you tick, what makes your product tick, instead of walking me through a deck. I can, you can 
give it to me or you can send it to me later and and i think that is a much much better time spent you know look somebody in oh, the i eye. think this is excellent advice yeah look somebody yeah. in the eyes you know uh, 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 speak listen reflect um but anyway so um he had very good uh, data i mean marian you're being the friendly neighborhood data guy uh because he was a ivy league computer science guy um he actually switched from mechanical engineering midway to a computer science because he couldn't rely on fast enough turnaround of data crunching and um and uh, computer um power uh um how do you call it um scraping mm -hmm. data mm -hmm. so that's why he felt the need to to switch but he was a mechanical engineer inventor by through and through his whole dna was an inventor and also his 10 patents were all uh, mechanical uh, items you know so um i went home i looked at this deck um aside from grammatical errors uh, from ivy league uh, uh, guy um i my 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 main advice to him was product skews scalability of it each needs a own model of scalability where is the baseline scenario medium case scenario bullish case scenario bearish case scenario and that tied in with um if you have another uh product line so in his particular case he had a subscription model planned out and that was the um the, that was the unique selling point yeah the subscription model like you know your nespresso crap like your uh, uh, Hewlett Packard uh, model, right? He sold um, snack cubes on a subscription model that you can put in this amazing thing. You unscrew it, um, assuming the dog cannot unscrew it. <laughs> it's, you put it in, screw it back in, you know, dishwasher safe, what have you not. Um, that was his uh, unique selling. Okay? Uh, he had other SKUs, but they were all, um, you know, maybe I would say, I'm not a dog owner, a extreme version of a regular dog accessory. So mm -hmm. I don't want to get into that. So. Anyways, um, modeling of SKUs, modeling of, 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 of your um, um, repeat business uh, line, and then merge those two into a coherent um, people for people to see with ADD. Yeah, boom, mm -hmm. you see it straight away. So that was my free advice to. This gentleman he didn't even buy my coffee you know and you know how much a coffee costs <laughs> in the united states these days you know it's four dollar <laughs> fifty and they automatically slap 22 percent of uh, a tip on top uh, unless you swipe that to the left yeah per gallon or 
Yeah. For a double espresso, Murray. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, I, I, I lived in the United States like 20 years ago, and uh, I was a student back then, so there were elder guys buying me coffee. Uh, <laughs> the guys from my lab. You were, the, the, you were a student? <laughs> I were once, yes, yes, I'm sorry. I finished my studies, with five-year studies within three years uh, as, a, as the only one in the history of my, of my faculty. But, but yes, I've been a student for a short time. <laughs> I finished so it by the time most of the people drop out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this, this this what what you said about giving him advice leads leads to a, to another thing that I wanted to ask you about. So when when you give actually advice to 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 people, uh, how 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 do in your experience how do people take it? And uh, you know what? Uh, how do they react? Do they take the advice? Do they uh, are they happy that, that the advice is offered? And you know whether they actually apply it. Good question. And um, I think your question needs to be um, split up in three segments. One is free advice, which is in this particular case, the reception was very full of gratitude and um, as smart as this person is, his reply was with that gratitude and with lifting the veil saying, man, that is so great. Can I send you my next deck? Can I run by my next model by you? My reply is I'll do my best. So that is number one, free advice people take with gratitude. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The second one is um, my portfolio companies. I can tell you every single one of them, of the 14, I do not interfere with them anymore. Maybe that is enough answer to your question, but I will, I will, I will, I will, I will not be as, um, <laughs> I will not be as, um, as uh, mysterious. So companies where I actually put an investment in, um, I, where some of these companies where I actually went to um, have sessions with uh, the CEO founder uh, because I liked that person, otherwise I wouldn't have put money in. I saw potential. So then the the reception is uh, also amazing. Session, 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 amazing, amazing, and then. It normally peters out. Um, very receptive to um, you know core advice. Less receptive to detailed advice, so to say. Um, as detailed as an outsider even can get, right? One would ask. So maybe I can. Uh, I can color this in with an example, Artur. It's of a, a company um, already did, I think, two um, seed rounds. And at that time, when I was introduced um, by a friend, 
who was very, very bullish and very enthusiastic about um, that particular company um, and their uh, scalability and uh, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I investigated more. I had meeting with, um, with the CEO. I had, and this is something I tend to do. I requested a meeting with uh, two board members. Mm-hmm. And in this particular case, um, the, both the, 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 the board members were very successful entrepreneurs, you know, not, uh, uh, not one, but two huge um, exits in the tech, uh, tech sector um, as not particularly relevant to that business that I was going to invest in, but um, the confidence of a serial successful entrepreneur and his feedback was um, amazing. And I'm still friends with that particular board member. Mm-hmm. I'm not so, uh, on, uh, in, in, in regular contact with the CEO, but with the board member, yes. Mm-hmm. And the other board member I uh, spoke to specifically in this space had a huge monetary exit in a similar product. So I decided to write him a check. And um, as being a uh, finance nerd myself, uh, first thing I did was, um, you know, go comb through the projections. And he gave me all the un- the, the, the uncensored uh, spreadsheets uh, uh, um, of the SKUs and the scaling and the conditions and the, the, everything. And uh, it's not that uh, I like to rebuild other people's spreadsheets. I mean, uh, nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody likes to do that. Who except, does, right? Except for the two of you. <laughs> and, no, 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 absolutely, um... <laughs> absolutely. We put them, not spreadsheets, we put them into database and then work on them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you you, you you make a spreadsheet even um, even even better uh, by 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 making it uh, more uh, usable and uh, and uh, no. massageable, right? Uh, I'm, I'm I'm kidding. We hate it. We like <laughs> b- checking somebody else's models is like I don't know. I have kids, and sometimes I need to check if they brush their teeth. I I, I would compare it to to that. I think. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, but anyways, so once um, once you write a check um, and you have the energy and you have the time, like myself, um, their feedback, their receptiveness, puters out is lo- the, the 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 short answer to a long <laughs> introduction. <laughs> and then um, in this particular case. I was on a um, standing invitation open door to their board meetings. And in the board meetings, um, listening to their you know, growth uh, ideas, expansion ideas, and very early on, um, I already started throwing out you know, um, really viable uh, different um, uh, expansion uh, arms that were uh, 
easy to tap into without changing your business and etc. And it was always um, received as hmm, great input, you know. One but day. it took them three odd years, and then it was um, only my board member friend who actually admitted in one of uh, the board uh, meetings saying like wasn't that some those two expansion points wasn't that one of the ideas that you chen mentioned like three years ago right so um receptiveness lip service versus action you can put a grand canyon in between so can it can it be kind of summarized as in you know the moment you give them the check they say yeah, okay thank you now we'll do our own thing the americans are the ones that i've been dealing with are very good in giving lip service but just not yeah. actioning it's, um i think i think arthur was was leading uh to to the topic of personalities of, of the people if they are entrepreneurs and they are willing to take risks they must have internal stubbornness in them i guess they it's a cost to be to be incurred like if you want someone stubborn enough to, to start his own business and try to drive it through you maybe should expect them to be uh yeah uh, a bit hard, uh, hard-headed, if you if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, and uh, fully hundred percent agree. Um, the ones I've met, um, I think the good. Uh, I, I I see that as a as a strong pro point. For, for them uh, to, to succeed um any any literature you read you know is uh, will confirm this uh, in in the startup world um and look i mean didn't you guys just read uh, adam newman um got a 350 million dollar a check from uh, horowitz um it's not like uh, he's a poster boy uh, entrepreneur uh, I think it's a white is... topic. It is. It is. I. I don't think we are. I feel com competent to to discuss this topic. Like uh, I don't understand the decision personally. That's that. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I, I'm not trying to get into the decision making. Uh, why they did that? Um, it's more certain people have the entrepreneurship and. And the uh, 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 the drive to perpetually create in them, and um, in this particular case, um, track record uh, is very important, right? Because, and that was one of our first topics. Uh, what do you look at? Well, you know, if 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 if, if somebody who used to uh do uh serial marketing now all of a sudden starts uh trying to do a um data based uh automated uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh um Doctoring. real estate 
doktor, doktor. real estate uh, business, right? There's no track record. So um, to that point, um, personalities, yes. However, uh, one other company um, and the board, I've mentioned to the board many times that there is the the the, the problem is with the CEO. Um, talented uh, CTO, boom, left after eighteen months. Talented marketing officer with a strong track record, boom, was a female. Left after six months. Uh, the chief production officer kept on calling me, um, complaining. I mean, why would he call me, right? I only met him once. Um, complaining about the, 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 the inconsistency of behavior from the CEO. So myself, a couple of uh, uh, other angel investors, we actually wrote a letter to the board um, telling them that and advising them or asking them to please consider replacing the CEO, who was the founder. And uh, their reply to us was, you know, we, 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 we have confidence in them, and, uh, but we will take your uh, um, whistleblowing to heart. We'll, we'll, uh, we will uh, incorporate more um, um, three, those points in the 360 with them regu uh, regularly. So there you go. Personality is a... I think a huge uh, measure point in your uh, in your data. That's when you talk about. The you mentioned something interesting uh, about uh, serial entrepreneurs, and this is something I want to uh, kind of ask you about because I, I always see kind of people who are literally serial entrepreneurs with with a lot of skepticism. They have all these ideas. They create a, a business. The moment it kind of lifts off the ground, they they lose interest. So they they sell it to someone else and they, 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 they're off with another idea. Are they really creating viable businesses or are they just spawning these kind of shell companies that someone else has to then really build up and nurture into something that is, you know, that is sensible? So, so Arthur, um, if you put uh, one investment dollar, be it one dollar, be it uh, whatever zeros there are behind it, in a company at the at the startup stage, i.e., you know, seed stage. Which, if you start a company with all your, uh, um, with your equipment, with your know-how, you can easily value it as a million dollars. Correct. So mm -hmm. you, you put seed money in that. And this entrepreneur, uh, you know, has tracked it in this space. And within 24 months, they get an offer um, for 4 million. Me, as an investor, I go, dude, sell it. Um, my, um, my return 
within the 24 months, with a little bit of dilution, let's assume they did another uh, one or two uh, seed uh, funding, right? With the dilution, I, I make like uh, 3x. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. I advise you to take it, especially if you know that this is um, that particular business is not super exclusive. It's just it's just a business idea, right? That um, it could be made something out of. It's not like you know you 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 have the. Uh, um, an amazing exclusive idea, right? If 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 you're sitting on a on a patent, uh, a book of patents with mRNA uh, track record of, well, you would not settle for a small exit because everybody, including your board, thinks the potential for the uh, humankind as well as for the bottom line of the company is the such. So, one element. That was my, my, my first reaction to your point. Um, and you can consult the, 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 um, the, 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 the literature out there, right? For every how many companies that succeed, how many actually have failed prior to that? I mean, that's just... But is it really... Is it really success if you if you just sell it to someone else, make it someone else's problem, and and and, and move on? Is selling a company a success of the company? You can answer that. So you just started a company, and uh, with uh, within foreseeable time, right before you get uh, tired of uh, being your own employee, um, and somebody comes around and offers you five x. You can turn around and do another after your uh, non-compete clause. You start another similar company. It's done. <laughs> I mean, the the five ten x will give you plenty of time to play with your dog and your kids, and annoy your <laughs> wife enough that your wife will say, "Oh, is your non-compete clause over? Why don't you start another gig?" <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what my wife says, Yuchen. The desk that you sit at, that beautiful piece of design, used to be mine till you stopped working, and now you're taking over my desk. <laughs> you know, she, she, there's nothing more she'd like if I took a job or an office somewhere else. Are you for a taking? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I'm asking if you're for, for taking. taking. For taking, no, for taking. If we can, if we can post you from your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, is that enough uh, answer to your but, uh, point? Uh, yeah, it's it's it's, it's a great point. But the, on the flip side, uh, I mean, Mar Marianne and I were talking earlier today about uh, about a different different problem because uh, some some of our services are are to startups where we work with with some startups to to work on their operations. And uh, it's very hard for us to actually reach to those startups through investors like yourself. Uh, it's it's much easier to reach to to the startups that if we if we manage to get to them directly because it it seems like a lot of investors are uh, you know they they want to reach an IPO stage or 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 a selling stage as quickly as possible. So 
you can't you can't say they're not interested in the business or in the well-being of the business. By all means, they're interested in the well-being of their business until the sale. You know? Almost like pump and dump. But I, I it's obviously it's not the same, but it's you know, make it into the next stage, sell it. What happens after that is is, is not really a problem. So would uh, you know, would that would that kind of mindset uh, be preferable or or really bringing a company you know, in Victorian times people were were very proud of uh, companies that lasted for hundreds of years and, and uh, most of them died in uh, the last 20 or 30 yeah but this because the mindset changed right so i applaud if um i applaud for any uh incubator um to pick a company that becomes a verb right mm-hmm. um but that's just not possible to have you know if you have a portfolio um uh, to assume or to even to hope that a large number in that portfolio will become a verb it's just not it's just just not possible so in order to um and in in order to continue with your activity or as an incubator because and that's the nature of incubation you you it's like you, you feed the baby you, you you clean the baby you dress the baby and you hand it over right the baby grows and um maybe that's not a good analogy because the next thing i wanted to say is once the toddler is walking you might want to see if that toddler is walking in the direction you were hoping or if this toddler really you know has no potential in which case you uh, advise them to please um liquidate uh if there is a offer on the table <laughs> yeah see this analogy wasn't the best but... it was not the best analogy but it was the best spontaneous thing i had okay <laughs> but you get the point yes absolutely um, as you nurture a startup as you guys will be doing at some point you just say i'm gonna cut my losses if there's a potential offer on the table, I'm gonna advise you to take it. So, and maybe this comes back to one of my other companies, uh, which I think I invested in, in already in 2013. And, um, you know, zero change in valuation. I was actually around Christmas time every year, I check on him. Uh, uh, to see if their uh, uh, website is still up and running and then reach out to the uh, founder and, and see if I can get an update. So um, in this, in a case like that, you know, after nine years, if he's going to say, I can sell it for a two and a half X, I would say, please do. You see what I'm saying? Um, after nine years, I mean, it is your lifestyle. You might be drawing a small uh, cash flow. Uh, you might be employing two employees. It becomes a 
it is nothing else than our used to be back in Europe, our neighborhood candy store. Whatever cash flow they were generating, just enough uh, to pay your uh, ongoing fixed cost and not even regarding uh, the real estate because the real estate was passed down by uh, the grandparents, right? So there is no viable um, from a business point of view. It's just the only attraction is we want those businesses in our neighborhood towns. But in this particular case, as the startup, it's just, you know, I, I guess there is a slight difference between a portfolio and neighborhood. Yeah, I, I, I'm not fr- fr- friendly portfolio data guy. I'm friendly neighborhood data guy. So I would I would know. <laughs> but uh, you, you, you mentioned uh, one. We still have a couple of minutes, if you if you allow. Uh, one thing that you mentioned at the beginning is like show me data points. Like what data, except maybe for financial or in financial, are there any specific data points that you? You really want to see uh, when you are uh, when you are you know talking to to startups something that I'm 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 really wondering because one thing that that I didn't hear and I hoped to hear is like the two biggest red flags you talk to someone one I I, I incurred is like you know this this is some the business that you that is outside of your area of expertise and you don't feel confident you don't want to spend time learning all about rocket surgery to 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 uh, be able to confidently evaluate the business but like you know something that people show or or do that tells you in your experience oh my goodness no it's a it's a waste of time i will pay for my own coffee just go away yeah so first of all the data point um and that sets apart a well prepared pitch from a not so well-prepared pitch. So if you want to, um, the dog toy person uh, was able to show me the annual um, dog toy market split up in um, the top three uh, income generators, and that is data. Um, so the one other company, um, by the time I invested, they were, they were able to show me, um, the competitors, um, how deep their knowledge was based on data of their sales and their ramping and, uh, and, 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 you know, the outlets where they sold multiple data. So it's a market, and, it's a deep, deep dive into a market research, market data that shows you the, the business potential for, for, for the product and for, for, for customers. So could we su- su- sum it up in, in this case, if, if you want to invest, make yes. sure that at least your people know exactly what is happening on the market, where they actually try to tap into. Visibility, right? It's uh, called visibility. It's um, in the land of the blind. I mean, even if that founder has one eye, I go, mm-hmm. He's a king. everybody will see. Everybody see that he has added value. Okay, and the red flag. Um, the red 
flag, I mean, you know, the red flag is uh, what I track record. Track record is uh, is a red flag. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of red flags will come up after you've written the check. Yeah, by that time <laughs> it's uh, it's too late. But uh, you know, um, I would not. First of all, now I do not invest in startups anymore. I've 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 cut my teeth, and it is hubris of from my side to assume that I can be more successful in picking startups um, than, uh, let's say, a tech star. You know, I can I can just put write a check to a tech star every single uh, period they come with a new fund, and um, you know, go with the flow. Um, so red flags are—that's what they call red flags. I mean, they are super hard to uh, to recognize, to see, and once you see it, it might be too late already. So, but but since time of essence, one piece of advice I still have out there for you, gentlemen, is uh, the one company I invested in. They started out as um, you know. As as a, a a new tech media company, and now they have morphed into a little bit of an incubator because they've become visible to other founders, other startups who saw that they had the capability and the track record in creating a social media. Uh, a really good, well-spun homepage with 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 deeper services. So they have um, pivoted into becoming a little bit of like a service provider to other startups. And then now you are going to point at the elephant in the room, which is payment. So they obviously have not been able to get payment, and therefore. Um, they are not even hoping for payment anymore. They, from the get-go, once, um, depending on the attractiveness of that particular uh, client's uh, startup, and they negotiate uh, equity. This is something, equity, that, I was, this is something yeah. that we discussed, to be honest. Uh, but yeah. it, it requires, uh, it requires uh, really uh, something that you, that you, I think, mentioned some because then you have a, your skin in the game and uh, you put a real 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 work that you could spend on doing something else so it requires a big trust into in 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 your uh, ability to evaluate if this cli yeah. client and, and this is exactly the model of of incubators like uh, techstar mm -hmm. that's exactly the model i mean we are going to try to shape your brain shape your uh, operations in exchange we uh, are going we demand uh, equity minimum of x no it's it's absolutely fair it's like when you put your work you you take a risk and i think arthur would be much better in in explaining uh, how this risk translates into into the work dollars i'm not so sure it's the white dollar or green dollar but work, <laughs> work dollar uh, 
invested into the company. Yes, and and then um, transparency is a huge thing, right? Because you are going to have investors, and then how um, how is your investor going to be able to monetize on, let's say, equity that you as a company are going to accept because you know what this particular company, you know, a retainer is in cash form is just not in the company. Um, but that doesn't mean you can have hybrid models, hybrid models of uh, a, a retainer if retainer is not uh, feasible in the time block, then they automatically convert. You know, it's like a convertible bond, right? Yes. You let them convert. And, and, and that is the space that, uh, that, uh, that you and I are easily one step ahead of other uh, entrepreneurs you can easily structure those things that uh, you know it doesn't matter you sign here and uh, if you if you can pay on the deadline or or these uh, uh, times uh, and otherwise we just convert it into uh, equity so it means decision making pipeline for them is much easier much faster all right, and I think we've gone we've gone a, a nice circle uh, from uh, you know as a, as an investor you want uh, companies you want entrepreneurs who uh, who you can understand and uh, entrepreneurs should be picking investors that they can relate with and that 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 can understand them so that the communication goes both ways and the the advice that's received can actually be applied. So this. I, I think this is this is the key takeout that there has to be a, a reasonable bond and, and common understanding between the investor and the entrepreneur to actually make it work. I would I yep. would take I would take another lesson. Uh, flashy promises of uh, skyrocketing returns from American entrepreneurs should be uh, taken with a pinch of salt. If I from anybody. Because these days Europeans can go to Ivy League universities in America too. Mario. Oh, <laughs> I st I st you were once a student in the US, right? Uh, no, I was working at the San Diego okay. Computer Center. I was student in Eastern Europe. In in the States, I've been I've been a, a professional, so to speak. So, uh, but I stand corrected, sir. <laughs> Thank you. I well, I think this is uh, this is all we have uh, we have time for. Thank you very much, Yuchen, for uh, the experiences you've shared. Uh, it was very interesting, and uh, let's hope it's of of use to someone. Thank you for listening. Don't miss the next episode where we will be discussing the role of ego in execution of business processes. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or visit bdr.show to find out more about the future episodes and guests. You can also check out cognition.llc for more information on Cognition Shared Solutions, our services and other events hosted by us. For now, it's thank you from myself, Artur Guja, and my co-host, Dr. Marian Siwiak.